that police issue I mentioned. It's being called the height of tone deafness for a police oversight group to issue a report that recommends discipline for an officer who died in the line of duty. Officer Ella French, it was recommended, should be suspended for three days. Some background here, then we'll hear from former police superintendent Eddie Johnson. That report issued after the investigation into a horrible wronghouse raid involving Anjanette Young, you know, the woman who was forced to stand naked, surrounded by officers as they raided the wronghouse, broke down her door, and uh, she was clearly panicked. They looked into that whole report uh, after she was subjected to that humiliation, and the report was released, and it cited several officers for discipline for the things that went wrong that day, made recommendations for improvements for the future. It also cited Officer Ella French for a three-day suspension for some of her failures that day. Strange, because Anjanette Young herself said she was the only officer who provided me respect and dignity that day and is disturbed by this herself. Her brother, Ella Ella French's brother, is speaking out, too. Let's talk to former police superintendent Eddie Johnson about it. Eddie, appreciate your time. I know you're out of town and only have a few minutes for us, but uh, thank you for offering your perspective today on this issue. I know police are... Very angry. You've heard from some aldermen. You are now hearing from the family of Ella French and even the family of the victim in this case, Anjanette Young. They don't think this is the right way to go about it. Your thoughts today? Yeah, I, I tell you, Anna, first of all, <clears throat> thanks for having me on. Um, so listen, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's unnecessary. It, it, it's absolutely unnecessary. You know, while I was superintendent, I'll tell you, um, Sharon Fairley with IPRA and Sidney Roberts with COPA and the inspector general for that, Joe Ferguson, all were very good in that regard. So when we would get penalties from, uh, or situations where officers had either left the department or were deceased at the time of the, the recommendation, we would just note it, you know, and then, you know, we would either, we would put on there either officer deceased or left the department. So no penalty would be meted out to that person because you know, when you look at it, what's the point? The person isn't here, whether they're deceased or um, left the department. But I have to tell you, in the way that Ella French left this world, it is absolutely appalling that they would name her and then recommend a punishment for her. So it's, it's disgusting, and, and those types of things shouldn't happen. You know, there's such a thing. My grandmother used to say there's nothing common about sense. (laughs) And you have to use common sense with some of this stuff. This woman gave her life to the city of Chicago, and this is how you treat her in the end. So, yeah, everybody has an absolute right to be be in an uproar because it's an injustice, and and it's so unnecessary. What, what, What point are you trying to make by doing that? The only argument I've heard so far is that this report was really completed four months ago, and it's just being released now but that they could have still removed her name, you know, redacted it, I guess, or however you would handle that so that she would not be included and create this sort of shame after the death, the way she died, as you point out. Exactly. And, and I'll tell you this. Listen, I, you know what? I, I'm generally pretty, pretty even killed about all this stuff. But I don't want to hear that that report was done four months ago. I really don't. Because... Everybody from COPA to CPD knew that woman had lost her life. So somebody, somebody 
whether it's COPA or the Chicago Police Department, should have had the decency to remove that from that report. And and that's just the bottom line. You know, so I don't want to hear that crap about it was done four months ago because it's just being put out. You know, and usually uh, it's, it's, it's not put out until right after when, well, I can speak from when I was there. If it was put out now, then I could tell you I probably had that report in my hand about a month to a month and a half ago, which was clearly after Ella French's death. So I don't want to hear that. I really don't. I just think it's, it's just foolish, unnecessary, and, and you're, you're further victimizing that family when you do that. So it's just it's irresponsible. The victim in this case, Anjanette Young, is even saying that Officer French was there. She was asked to come there. You need a female officer and a scene like that. Ella French was the one who was called 13 minutes into it. Um, And Miss Young said she allowed her to get dressed in the privacy of her bedroom. She was the only officer who showed her any dignity or respect that night. She herself is disturbed by this. And you look at Ella French's record, too, and it's just she saved the life of that one-year-old baby shot. She didn't wait for the ambulance. She said, I need to take this child to the hospital and doctor said that likely saved her life you think about someone like this i understand completely why her brother is pretty infuriated by it and it sounds like uh, absolutely right yep and he should he should be he should be there's anna there's there is no reason no reason for that to have happened but it did you know and now you bring up all the other things that that family has to again relive because of something as nonsensical as this. So, I, you know, I understand everybody's outrage. I really do, you know. And, you know, again, the fact that you want to say that report was done four months ago, you just put it out. So somebody knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I just reject all that. I, I really do. And it's, it's sad. It really is. Yeah. I, you mentioned the inspector general. I do want to get to this, too, because uh, there are, will be reforms that come from even the Anjanette police raid that that night that right. things were not conducted the way they should have been, which is what initially triggered that investigation. And, and the inspector general is saying that the consent decree demands have not been met. I wonder, wh- what do you think about that? What should we know as citizens when we hear that uh, that kind of concern about those the consent decree uh, mandates being met? Well, I tell you. So, you know, when the consent decree is first put into effect, of course, you're at zero percent compliance normally. However, we started working on that, those uh, compliances far before the consent decree even came out. So a lot of the things that, that the police department was mandated to do, we were already in compliance. Now, I do understand it takes time to get in compliance with some of the things, you know, now I don't know exactly where they are right now, but you know, it, that disturbing article came out the other day about, uh, uh, the director of the audit unit, mm-hmm. uh, complaining that they weren't serious about it. And you will never get out of that consent decree if you're not serious about it. And, and I tell you, I, for one was serious about it because I did believe and do believe there is reform that needs to be made in the Chicago Police Department and, and law enforcement all over the country. But you have to have a willingness to get it done. And I'm not saying that they don't, because I don't know, because I'm not there. Mm-hmm. But from what this guy is saying, it, it doesn't sound good. You know, it just doesn't. And you'll, you'll never get out of that consent decree or get the community to buy into what you're doing 
unless you make significant progress, you know, but it's, it's going to take time. No department can get in compliance in, you know, two or three years. I, I understand that. So they just have to be, you know, uh, dogged in, in their determination to get it done. And, and hopefully they will. You mentioned it. I just want to give the background. Chad Williams is his name. He's the former civilian commanding officer at the department's audit division. He wrote a letter to the city saying he'd been proud to lead that division, but had become disillusioned and was leaving because he said the inability of the department's top leadership to even feign interest in pursuing reform in a meaningful matter had made it impossible for him to remain involved. Uh, not the message you want to hear in this environment, I suppose, when we're, we're trying to really look at policing and decide the kinds of things that have broken the trust of community. Where would you say are the biggest needs right now, Eddie? As you look, just as an outsider now, you're not part of the department anymore, but I, I know you care about right. these things. I do, I do. And and I'll say this, uh, when we hired Chad Williams, he, he did a great job because he took over where we had police officers trying to uh, mitigate those those particular issues, and they just... Let's face it, police officers aren't trained to do that. So he came in and he stepped right in and started doing a, a wonderful job for us. But I, I tell you, um, and, and, you know, of course, I haven't spoken to the, to the brass, but we got to be concerned about how committed they are. And I, I'm, hopefully they are. You know, hopefully they are. But that is a disturbing comment that comes from him. And as a citizen now, hearing somebody that's directly involved with it uh, describe it in that way gives me pause for concern. It does because I felt like while I was there, we were moving in a, in a positive direction. You know, some of it is going to be slow poking around, but it can be done and, and it has to be done. And, and, and you don't want to be sitting out eight, nine years from now still talking about the same thing. So I think, you know, I think that the people that are responsible for ensuring that, you know, those goals get met, have to be committed and dedicated, and hopefully they are. Mm-hmm. Eddie Johnson, before I let you go, and I thank you for your time, I know these are very challenging times to be in policing. You you would agree with that, I'm sure. But do you plan yes, on getting back yes. in? Do you, do you, you plan on doing anything related to policing in your future? Well, I tell you, Anna, I'm leaning that way because I, I still think I have things to offer. And and when you when you see things going on that you think you can help with, it it does strike a, a chord in you because I you know I see some things that could probably be done to help out with the situation. So yeah, there there, there is that possibility. Yes, there is. Well, stay tuned and thank you for calling in from out of town and uh, giving us your time this afternoon, Eddie. We really appreciate it. Uh, okay, no problem, Anna.